Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Star Wars, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, The Sound of Music. In the tradition of these great films about fighting back against the odds, 20th Century Fox presents another milestone in motion picture history. Revenge of the Nerds. Nerds! Nerds. Nerds! What is a nerd? <laughs> They've been laughed at. <laughs> Picked on. There's a roommate, pal! And put down. I'm not kissing a nerd. They don't have the moves. Or the muscle. You know karate? Uh, no, good. But they've got the brains. I know what we're gonna do. It's time for the odd <laughs> to get even. Their action tonight demands an immediate retaliation. Welcome to Rewatchability. It's the podcast where we rewatch old movies and see how they hold up in a modern eye. I'm Robert Larone. With me, as always, is Blaine. No last name today? No, I'm just going with the first name. Okay. Your yeah. voice sounds more nasally than Well, usual. I just had to push my glasses up in my face. Hey, you didn't it. have glasses before. <laughs> what about this pocket protector, though? It's pretty oh sweet. Oh, my God. What's happened? Did this movie bite you? <laughs> <laughs> Nerd is a disease, <laughs> as we will find out. And also, we have J.M. McNabb. I'm not afraid to give McNoob. my last name. Hey, you also have glasses. <laughs> I always had glasses. So. Oh, yeah. Today, if you hadn't guessed or didn't read the iPod banner, we're talking about Revenge of the Nerds. It's the 1980s. the third Star Wars prequel. Um, <laughs> no? <laughs> That's good. Well, I mean, you know, it's appropriate. We, it all will t- tie together, I feel like, when we talk about Revenge of the Nerds, the 1984 comedy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, big question mark on that. Starring uh, Anthony Edwards and Rob Carradine. Mm-hmm. And this He's is, one of the Carradines. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. He's is he? oh. David Carradine's younger half-brother. Oh, wow. Yeah. Right. Also, I think the guy who plays Takashi was in several episodes of Kung Fu with David Carradine. Oh, nice. Before we get into that, the reason why we're talking about this movie, first of all, is that this is a Patreon request. That's right. You've heard us talk about our Patreon donors. If you donate enough money... (laughs) Step right up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, why not? Maybe somebody wants to hear us talk about their favorite movie or a movie that they think, you know, should just be Mm re-examined at this particular moment. Yeah. Like the person has today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Michael. Yeah, we've done uh, requests in the past, like Transformers was one of the requests, the cartoon. Yeah. And Crocodile Dundee. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah we love doing requests. This was a good one. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a lot to talk about, so thank you, Michael. Yeah. yeah. And we're going to try to do this film uh, justice. <laughs> Not tear it apart too badly, but yeah, no, we're going to we're going to eviscerate it. Yeah, it's going to be bad. <laughs> we're going to take it, turn it upside down, put it in a toilet, and then flush the toilet. <laughs> That's a swirly, isn't that what it's called? I believe it is. Yeah. Nerd. <laughs> oh, damn it. You know what that is? Yeah, only because it's happened to me. <laughs> Wait, oh. Why would he be a nerd for knowing how bullies bullied nerds? I don't understand. <laughs> Maybe he's been bullied. You need to understand your enemy, Jam. But the, could he be a bully? Oh, this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Already, it's frustrating. Already, yeah, we haven't even talked about it yet. Yeah, but if you want to donate enough to suggest a movie or donate one, three, five dollars just to support us and help us keep doing the thing that we're doing, you can yeah. do that at patreon.com slash rewatchability. Revenge of the Nerds. So, when did you first see this film? I, you know what? I had never seen this film before in my life. I think it's it's been on TV a lot, and I've I've seen it in like bits and pieces, like flashes here and there. And I know of the property because it's so huge. But I think right because there's like several sequels. Yeah, there's several sequels. Uh, I think I remember like kids talking about like later sequels and stuff like that, or like this is like a movie my older brother saw or something. Like, you know, right? It, it wasn't like for I, I didn't feel like it was for us. I think it came out the year after I was born. So I knew of this movie, and I knew, I mean, I think you can guess what it's about from the title. I, yeah. I kind of knew what it was about. And I knew that it was a college-esque film, you know, one of those frat movies. But I had no idea what, what we were getting into this week uh, before I watched this this film. Did you ever see this movie, JM? No. no. Okay. I remember this movie being around. I, I thought maybe I had. Right. Um, until I started watching it, and I was like, I, I don't think I ever saw this. I remember like the sequels being around. I probably like rented them with friends when you know, you'd go get like a stack of of movies for a sleepover or something. I remember right. the sequels being on TV a lot. Specifically, the fourth movie was okay. often on like Sunday afternoons. Was but, it? Do you remember the fourth movie at all? Do you remember plot points or anything from it? Like, no. was it as crazy as this movie? I don't think so because they were the because it was the, on TV. Like this movie couldn't. Yeah, the last yeah. two were like specifically made for TV. I think. Right. Yeah. So right. and this one, I was surprised that it's like a full R-rated movie, which we'll get into. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I don't think maybe I'd seen bits of it before. I definitely remember it being a sort of part of popular culture in the eighties, but mm. I don't think I ever sat down and watched the full first movie. What about you? Did you ever catch it? Well, I think this might be the first hat trick that we have on rewatchability because <laughs> I did not see this movie either. I was thankfully not exposed to this. And I think honestly, like, it may have made a big difference in our lives that we weren't. There's a lot of really toxic sort of elements in this film. And I feel like people who sort of maybe watched this movie and enjoyed this movie and, you know, maybe tried to model their college experience after this movie or something are probably big pieces of shit. (laughs) Well, I will say, like, I think a lot of the people that were fans of this movie when they were kids or whatever did have a few years ago, there were a lot of think pieces coming out with cultural critics going back and re-examining just how fucked up parts of this Mm -hmm. movie were. So I think you could have watched this movie and still been a good person because if you were, you know, the culture was different and people often saw it when they were young. And this was like part of like a genre, like it's sort of related to movies like Porky's and Meatballs, which we're fucking responsible for as Canadians. (laughs) That's on us. And also like a lot of the things we criticized about American Pie 
that we had kind of a similar like look back and, and right. realizing how awful that is. I feel like a lot of that is almost directly kind of cribbed from this movie. For sure. Uh, oh, and, and I guess like Porky's. the webcam stuff and yeah, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, exactly. We'll get into that. Yeah. Yeah. So and, and I do feel like I, I do remember like being a kid and seeing at least part of some of the sequels on TV. Yeah. And I can't imagine that the characters like grew that much. <laughs> no. I'm sure it has like the same sort of hijinks. But yeah, I mean, this movie, seems especially like- uh, Revenge of the Nerds 3, some more hijinks. <laughs> That's the- it seemed like this was part of the zeitgeist for sure. Like this was definitely like commenting on something that was sort of emerging in American culture because the whole like jock nerd zeitgeist, I think that was like a sort of relatively sort of new thing that was sort of like emerging. And Along with like computers and like yeah. card games and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. And now we live in a world where apparently the nerds rule the world. <laughs> right. Silicon yeah. Valley, Jeff Bezos. Elon Musk, right. all those dweebs. <laughs> Just saving people, going around Well, you know, people. it's interesting. I mean, we should probably get into the rundown soon. But, like, I went into this movie thinking, like, oh, this will be funny to watch because I feel like, you know, the kind of conversation we have now is, oh, the nerds have become the bullies. You know, mm-hmm. we can talk about this a bit more later. But, like, nerd culture has become very, like, bullying, you know, with the the people harassing Star Wars actors yeah. even and, like the nice guys like, yeah and like you know the whole Gamergate mm-hmm. thing like mm-hmm. so there's that kind of, so I watched this thing like oh this will be funny to go back and watch this movie knowing now that like the nerd idea has kind of morphed into something that's a bit more like the bullies, nope. but they're nope. totally bullies. No, in this no movie. They're, yeah. they're the worst. They're, they're the meanest yeah. people in this movie. Yeah, yeah maybe they're awful. as bad or worse than the alpha betas. 100%. Oh, they're a hundred percent worse. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, for sure. I mean, there might be some off cam. I'm sure that the alpha betas do stuff in their own little movie. Which are the jocks in this movie? So yeah. let's let's get into the rundown. Okay, so this movie starts out with uh, Anthony Edwards, Goose. He's <laughs> he's in bed. Dr. Goose. <laughs> he's going off to university. His parents are sort of wishing him off. He's going with his best friend. Well, they're not wishing him off. They're literally sending him. It's not yeah. there's not magic. And it's just right. and it's just his mom being like, You need to get up, you need to go to university, you need to do this thing. Alakazam! <laughs> And, yeah. uh, and his best friend comes over to kind of help him out. Yeah, this is the other nerd whose name <laughs> is Gilbert. The uh, Rob Kardashian, what's his name? Kardashian, Robert Kardashian, (laughs) (laughs) Rob Kardashian. Right? Yeah, Yeah. that's right. And they're getting ready to go off to university. They're driving. They're seven hours with his dad. Before this happens, did you find it weird that his mom like took his friend by the arms and just held him? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. and then they kissed. And then they kissed. It was very weird. It that was, was kinda, totally weird. It was kind of like they were trying to insinuate that he was sleeping with his friend's mom. They totally were. It was that, yeah. Well, actually, but then I don't his know whole character was that the he way didn't that he held her hips. Come on. <laughs> yeah, it was like a weird grade eight dance in this. In his son's <laughs> if I held bedroom. your mom's hips like that, <laughs> don't stop talking. <laughs> but, anyway, so he goes to college with, with yeah. the best. <laughs> But Gilbert's dad is a very young, but still supposedly old, <laughs> James Cromwell. Yeah, how old I, is James Cromwell? I think he's like maybe two years older than Carradine. <laughs> I know, at that time. And also, I will just say that like James Cromwell is not a nerd, because I don't know if no. you've ever read his backstory. He's like a real like badass, like leftist 
protest guy. Oh, yeah. Like, there is this crazy story about, like, him, like, harboring wanted Black Panthers in the yeah. 60s in his apartment and stuff. Wow. Or in, in, like, his family's apartment. Uh, yeah. Cool. James Cromwell. Awesome. Google James Cromwell. Find out what that guy was up to because right. he's a character. I also like that in this movie he's credited as Jamie Cromwell. <laughs> he hasn't quite grown into the James. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's so young. <laughs> That's why. He's still 14 in this movie. But, like, the first scenes, like, just play on their sort of ineptness. Like, they're figuring out, like, the exact ETA of when they'll get there. And when they're carrying all their stuff, they're walking through the puddles and walking, you know, over people. They have calculators and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But as soon as they pass a frat house, you know, they get called out. Nerds. 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 Yeah. Yeah. One of those spots them, and apparently, like, their nerdar was on full. uh, Nerdwar. Yeah, and I guess, like, the, these people have never seen nerds before, or, like, the nerds must be such a rare occurrence on this campus. At a place of learning. Yeah, and the guy that sees him is, like, he's, like, an ogre. Is his name Ogre? His name yeah. is okay. literally Ogre. <laughs> In like, every he's group like of jocks, ogre. you have to have, like, one dude who's, like, freakishly big. Yeah, that just eats beer cans. In Archie, it's Moose. Right. Yeah. Well, also, yeah. like, the reason why this movie was made is because Animal House was a big hit. Right. And in that movie, there was, like, I feel like this guy's supposed to be, like, the John Belushi. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's not. No. He's, <laughs> no. He, I, I don't know. He, this guy reminded me of something. I don't, someone and I don't know who. And also, everyone, we soon see, you know, the other members of the fraternity. And apparently, it's a fraternity for adults because <laughs> they're all, like, 40. Yeah. They're all way yeah. too old. <laughs> They're all Aryan adults in yeah. this fraternity. That's the main requirement. <laughs> yeah, and they have this 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 party, right, where this guy's like breathing fire. Yeah. Well, so first, I mean, first, <laughs> Gilbert and Lewis. It's a party. I think they're just that's just it's a like hangout, a circus act. It's really weird. And that guy's never seen again. That oh, guy, he died. No. <laughs> he, he was he burned to death. It's like, is he part of that frat, or you just come in and be like, you guys, the memorial scene. <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, they you're, you're right. They burned down their house accidentally while burning down the house's plane, <laughs> yeah. which is, you got to watch out while that's, that's yeah. playing. That was the <laughs> cleverest moment in this movie. <laughs> yeah. This movie has a few, like, on-the-nose music choices. Yeah. There's also mm-hmm. the one where they're, like, cleaning up, and the song's, like, literally, like, now we got to clean up the house. Yeah, it's a weird montage song. <laughs> yeah, and then the first song in this movie is just talking about nerds, and it's, is that Weird Al? No. No. It, it seems like Weird Al. That, you take that back. <laughs> yeah. No, you know what? I thought it did sound similar to Weird Al. Like, mm-hmm. if Weird Al was commissioned to do an original song in the style of Devo, yeah. I, I could see him, you know, coming up with this. But it is actually, like, a real band called he, the Rubinos. Oh, and isn't my it called, Lord. Isn't it called Revenge of the Nerds? It's called Revenge of the Nerds, yeah. and it describes the plot of Revenge of the Nerds. So is, oh, it, is the movie based on the song? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. It's weird because usually in 80s movies they do that like song at the end of the credits right. to be like, this is what happened in the movie. And, like It's a recap. But here they're just like, we're going to tell you everything that's going to happen. I know. Spoilers. Right. <laughs> I know. That's really weird. <laughs> but so the alphas burn down their house. And so the nerds who have all taken up residence in the freshman dorm, they get kicked out of theirs. Mm-hmm. John Goodman, who plays the coach. Out of nowhere. I, who knew John Goodman? I, I was so surprised and like elated when he was in this movie and i was like thank god you're elated i was saddened (laughs) i was like oh he's gonna make this movie so much better i was really excited and then he didn't yeah yeah and i was disappointed i mean i think his performance was good but uh yeah he yelled for sure he yelled like he meant it (laughs) 
That there was one speech where he like had like Barton Fink levels of intensity. Yeah, well, he's their like football coach, yeah. so he has to have that intensity. Yeah. yeah, and the football coach is later revealed to be Satan. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> It's all this big existential, you know, <laughs> ah, right here's block sucks. <laughs> so they all get like violently sort of like kicked out and mm-hmm. they have to like go live in a gym. Yeah. And one of them even comments, it's like a refugee camp. Well, this is where the movie gets not just merely outdated, but very problematic because <laughs> the super Aryan blonde white fraternity forces all of the non gender conforming and non-white people who live at the university yeah. rounds them up and puts them in a literal camp as you can see we've provided uh, accommodations for you that are uh, that are quite acceptable and i think it'll be a very nice place for you to enjoy your studies but i don't even want to go to college Herod, you have a special gift you need college to develop it i want to be with people my own age you will be with people your own age when you're older but you can't just drop me off in a gymnasium. It's like we're refugees from war. We gotta go now, honey. Your dad has an appointment. Bye, son. I assure you, it will not. It is really very comfortable here. It's, yeah. <laughs> the the thing nerds are just anyone that isn't white in this movie. Yeah. 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 Or if you're or, white I mean, with glasses, that's then you're then you're anybody nerd who too. doesn't follow the Aryan ideal, like you right. got to be blonde hair, blue eyes, with twenty twenty like, physically vision. fit. Yeah. Yeah, because they're not. It's not just nerds. It's like a Japanese guy. A child, for some reason. <laughs> Why is that child? Why is there a child there? A uh, guy who picks his nose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Booger, yeah. As if they should be discriminated against, too. <laughs> yeah, and then there's a black gay man, and, and he's very discriminated against by everyone in this movie. I feel like he's kind of accepted yeah. by the nerds. It's, so, it's uh, weird. Slightly, yeah. I mean, it's so, I mean, the movie does not accept him. No. <laughs> I mean, I think think it does and it doesn't. Like, it's amazing that they have this character be, like, a good guy. Like, he's a real character. But then they do make fun of him at every turn and, you know, play up all the stereotypes. Well, also, there's... I didn't fully get this until I was reading an old review of it that... Much later in the movie, there's like an athletic tournament that the nerds do surprisingly well in because the gay character wins the javelin contest. And the joke is supposed to be because he has like a limp wrist. He's good at javelin. Mm -hmm. I didn't even get that. Yeah, that's what they say in the movie. And that's why I missed that. I blocked it out. (laughs) The aerodynamic, they changed the aerodynamics of the spear. That's what I mean about like the movie not being accepted. Oh, yeah, no, exactly. But I think the nerds are kind of okay with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I mean, I mean like, they, they accept them. They like form a community in this gym. The thing is, is that they can, if they get into a fraternity, then they can go live there. So they just have to find a fraternity, but like none of the core group gets accepted. So the main two nerds go and they have this ingenious idea where Rob Carradine he goes up to a bunch of sorority girls and he's like, "Hey, pretty girls, <laughs> do you know which fraternity we should join?" Oh, yeah, they're the worst. Yeah. I think particularly he's the yeah. worst. Like, mm-hmm. that guy just has the worst misogynistic streak in the world. And oh, poor, yeah. poor Anthony Edwards is being, like, dragged by because he it's his only friend. Yeah. That's true. He's Anthony Edwards him. isn't that bad. Though he is, too. He does, you know. Yeah. I mean, they're all pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> if you participate we'll in the panty raid, you're a bad person. Oh, God. Well, also, like, especially, you know, to go back to, like, today's culture, like, there's are so many 
problematic narratives of actually destructive groups where men are saying that, you know, they deserve or expect sex. Right. Yeah. And that's kind of this character's, um, raison d'etre. Like that's yeah, him. Like yeah. right yeah. off the through. bat. Like yeah. that's this whole thing is we're going to go to college and we're going to have sex with all of these yeah. girls. And, and when that's that reinforced by his dad and yeah. by everyone else. In yeah. The movie. Don't break any hearts. Yeah. Tut, tut James Cromwell. <laughs> and he's just like, I don't know. Like it also like even just kind of, Again, because I re- wasn't really that familiar with this movie, it really like kind of really clashed with what I thought, even just what I thought like a nerd would be. Yeah, as someone that I think grew up like fairly nerdy and had fairly nerdy friends, like you're a nerd, you can say it. <laughs> you know what, nerd, 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 I'm a nerd, nerd right here. But like all the sort of the, the most nerdy people I knew were all very like introverted and just very quiet and like mm-hmm. reading books. This guy is like. He's like he's more like a like bro, a guy who wants to go he's to like aggressive. clubs. No, yeah. no, no. But I like totally see how he's a nerd. Like a lot of a lot of guys who would consider themselves nerds are like you know it's the nice guy thing. Like oh yeah, like of course, like I would treat a woman better if only she wasn't with that loser and was with me. But then they're totally. I know that we that Matt yeah toxic. I I know we've realized that now, yeah. but I'm saying like for a movie at the time, I thought that they would still have this idea of nerds being like meek and And shy shy or something. It doesn't seem self-aware. Like if you assume that this is a movie written by nerds and maybe that's not fair, but like (laughs) it shows like a real lack of self-awareness that like a lot of nerd culture has like shown i don't even i don't like the word nerd i don't like nerd culture me I don't neither like any of this well this movie is trying to like take it back in, in a way like it's trying to be like nerds are good people because they accept everyone and like everyone is a bit nerdy and but if if everyone's, women. A, if everyone's a bit like these nerds in this film then everyone's an asshole <laughs> like yeah they're... no one should be a bit like these guys yeah maybe yeah. we should keep going because yeah. they are monsters yeah <laughs> let's so, get to the monsters well they get they are getting bullied by the alpha betas like they go to to the Alpha Beta house to get initiated and they come back tarred and feathered. And yeah. they sort of like, they feel like the the sorority sister, Betty is her name, sort of played them. Yeah. Or at least that's what Rob Carradine says. Mm-hmm. They decide that they just have to get like their own place. And there's like this one scene where they have all the people going out to look for a new place. Yeah. That's a scene too. Oh my God. Yeah, so the, yeah, the child... <laughs> Goes up to a door, uh, knocks on a door. And, well, we should and, say before the child does that, it's like a montage of people knocking on doors and like funny people answering it. Like a really yeah. gruff guy answers and the nerd gets scared and runs away. Yeah. And then amongst those is is this older woman in a nightgown trying to, to proffer sex to this young child on this on this movie. Yeah, he's like, Pretty what, bad. 12? I don't know. Yeah. She's like, your room will be right next to mine. What? Who put? Who wrote that down in this <laughs> Who was like, this is good. <laughs> This is going to get right past the censors. Yeah. Like, what? Anyway, yeah, that was And that weird. child's not in the rest of the movie. I, yes, he is. No, yeah. I'm just <laughs> he moves in with that woman he's never seen from yeah. again. Yeah. No, he has other awkward right. scenes. That's, it's pretty gross. But they find, like, a house, and they, you know, they fix it up to some appropriate new wave music. <laughs> yep. And, and there's a robot, too. We should oh mention my God. that there's a robot. There's a robot. <laughs> They're nerds. Yeah, so they build a robot to... Uh, uh, and they be... don't even talk about the ethics of that. <laughs> Artificial intelligence. Come on. Yeah, they make it do their bidding. It's horrible. <laughs> You're bringing Skynet into this. <laughs> but originally they build the robot to be a guard-like robot so that they can have sex in their dorm. 
which is also really weird. Just put, put a, a sock, sock on, on the door. door. <laughs> yeah, You've done on. that too. <laughs> I've heard about doing it, but never yeah. had the opportunity. No, it's uh, no. But I thought their plan was that one of them was going to have sex with the robot. <laughs> yeah, this is like weird science, right? <laughs> yeah. Which isn't problematic either. Yeah. Oh god. But yeah, so this robot is like helping them clean and then also rebelling. Yeah. At one in one scene. But they also they have to. For some reason, they have to still get into a fraternity, so they, like, write a bunch of letters and nobody will see them except for one fraternity. Because they didn't send their picture to that fraternity. And as they go to meet the fraternity, it sort of pans on the walls and we see all the other members of this fraternity mm-hmm. are black. Mm-hmm. And this is, like, the black fraternity. Yeah. That they're coming into uh, yeah. audition for. And the head of the fraternity is, I can't remember his, the actor's name, but he's the teacher from Bill and Ted. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's great. Yeah, he's, he's really good. funny. Yeah. And they're like, you can't join this fraternity. You're nerds. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, that's, that's pretty true. funny. That's pretty yeah. hilarious. <laughs> that's a good joke. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but they they decided to give them a chance for whatever well, reason. Well, because there's like a loophole in their charter that says oh, any yeah, right. anyone that wants to become part of their fraternity, they have to do it for 60 days as a trial. Nerds and their loopholes. I know. And and so the nerds are like, well, we have to throw a huge party right. to like show them that we can party with the best fraternities. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. And that's weird because like they worry that they're not going to have dates. So immediately this like parade of the sorority sisters come in these you know, nightgowns? gauzy nightgowns yeah. with like candles and it's like a vigil. It's so weird. It's so weird. Yeah, and so they sing this song that's like the siren song to these nerds that it's they'll stupid. like sleep with them if they if they take them if they like be their dates to the happen. no so uh so like oh we're gonna have this party and invite all those girls and they're gonna yeah, yeah they said they're gonna come yeah. be their like escorts for the party because yeah. that needs to be a thing maybe that's a thing yeah, yeah they're fraternities were you guys they, in fraternities or blaine you look like you were probably in a fraternity <laughs> no, of course i yeah, wasn't why, in a fraternity why couldn't i be in a fraternity when you looked at the two Nerd. Well, I know you went to york and they didn't have fraternities um, yeah, you know, no. I went to a frat party once. So maybe I talked about this on the podcast before, but I went thinking like that I was really going to walk on the lawn and someone would be like, nerd. Uh, no, but I thought it would be like, you know, all hulking mm-hmm. Aryan guys because I watched movies like this when I was a kid. And I went in and they were all like way nerdier than I was. Wow. Like some people like pe- members of the frat weren't at the party in their house because they were like playing Nintendo in their rooms, like actual like nin- original Nintendo. <laughs> they That's were full of nerds. Cool. Yeah. Well, it's cool now. Do you still know yeah. those guys? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> that would have been your frat. That would have been so good. That's yeah, nice. it could have been. Yeah. 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 No, I didn't like I didn't like the whole frat thing. I didn't like being it's like the army. Uh, you know, it's being told what to do and having to follow orders. I don't like that. That's weird. Yeah. Were you a part of a frat? No, no, no. I also like rebel against those sort of organizations and authority yeah. and though I do really want to belong. <laughs> But we'll desperately. We'll get back to the belonging and shenanigans. Oh, I didn't. They're not shenanigans. <laughs> we'll get <laughs> back to disappointed the in yourself. More awful <sighs> things that happen yeah. in Revenge of the Nerds after this break. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, and we're back. We're talking about Revenge of the Nerds. Okay. <laughs> Just sinking into this movie again. Well, I said earlier that this could be a horror movie if they changed the music. Definitely. Just less sense, probably. Yeah, it's like a social or horror movie. <laughs> Well, now, when they're having, because they're having a party right now. Right? Yeah, they're having the party. None of the girls show up. So they get, Anthony Edwards has met this girl by mansplaining computers to her. There was a scene. <laughs> and also making computers magic. Yeah. yeah. He, like, animates on, in a, in DOS. You know <laughs> that he can do that. He spent three weeks programming that while, like, watching her behind going, <laughs> <laughs> I have you got her glasses me. just right. <laughs> it makes it like a, a cartoon of them holding hands by just, like, typing buttons. Yeah. yeah. He's like, my paintbrush is buttons. I don't know. <laughs> it's really weird. But so she invites a bunch of her sorority friends who are the, Omega Moos, or just the Moos. And they're a bunch of pigs. Yeah, that's what everyone... Yeah, yeah. I was going to say cow. Yeah. Oh, right, that's another joke. (sighs) Yeah, this movie's full of jokes. (laughs) Those air quotes you did are pretty good. Yeah, and they're all... They all come in, like... I mean, the wardrobe, they put them in, like, frocks and stuff like that. Yeah, they're all just, like, normal-looking pigs. That's the thing. This movie, like, everyone's, like movie actors so they all are like very attractive but they just put everyone in ridiculous clothes and try to act like they should be you know pariahs and at this point in the movie like this is maybe like 40 minutes into the movie Mm -hmm. and when the other sorority comes over and actually like a few of the nerds like kind of hook up with them and like meet yeah cool people that like one of them literally tells the main nerd that robots are sexy, yeah, and then they have sex. At which point, I thought the movie should be over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, done. They completed their they, arc. Exactly. Like, what is there left to they do? They belong. They now. both. There's. They both have like meat girls. Yeah, but because no, yeah. of them, and the other one, like the nerdiest nerd of them all, who I realize later is played by Timothy Busfield. Yeah, Who's Timothy? Danny from The West Wing. Oh, yeah. oh nice. Uh, Poindexter. Yeah, he also like hooks up with someone. Yeah, and then they're also like. You know, they're not like total squares. Like they're smoking pot and well, drinking that's when that's beer. When the party starts. Yeah, that's when the party oh, starts. Yeah, because yeah. in, in movies, pot is like cocaine. <laughs> it's like an aphrodisiac in movies. Well, it's the same thing like these do, nerds. <laughs> they do that in the Breakfast Club too, where Emilio Estevez tries pot and then he's like doing like backflips. <laughs> You're like, why aren't you like, eating what? Cheetos yeah, and playing, playing video games? Playing Golden Eye. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Guys, doesn't weed make me that awesome? <laughs> It's like you picture yourself doing bad place, but you're just like lying <laughs> on out a, in the corner <laughs> on a futon. Yeah, but somebody at some point like releases a whole bunch of pigs into the party, and then like everybody runs outside, and all the nerds and the sorority girls are uh, mooned by uh, yeah, moon them. No, well the and yeah. uh, even more. Uh, I don't want to use the word problematic anymore, but th- that word they put like. KKK style put something burning on their lawn. They burn the word nerd yeah. on their lawn. Yeah, that's and, fucked up. And that made me go back and reevaluate all the things that I thought might be coincidentally awful, like the concentration camp allegory of going to the gym. It's like, oh no, they're actually trying to, and as we especially see this in the closing statements, they're actually trying to equate 
nerds with some kind of civil rights struggle. Yeah, that's oh, also oppressed minority. Yeah, yeah. That's also why they align them with the black fraternity. Yeah. And that, especially given today's climate, is uh-uh. is just uh, oh, it's brutal, almost irresponsible <laughs> <laughs> to put in a movie. <laughs> yeah, no, it's flagrantly irresponsible. It's for sure. nerd black relations back fifty years. <laughs> uh, but why God. would anyone again? Why would anyone type in the script that they should yeah. like see oh, something burning on the lawn? And I'm sure yeah. in the script they're like, and they put up like they put them up in the gym, and they have cots like it's a constant. Like I'm sure they like spelled it out <laughs> in the it's script. Like so. Auschwitz. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, the God. nerds guard the doors. <laughs> and uh, we should say, too, that there's like a, a, a proto-nerd, a big, uh, a, a nerd boss that is uh, the dean. Oh, the, the dean's a nerd. Yeah, he's a nerd, but he's being kind of bossed around by... Uh, we see their whole relationship in microcosm through the John Goodman-Dean relationship. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. And later, he, at the end, he eventually sort of like gets his... But we have to... There's, some, we gotta, like, there's something we got to talk about, because after uh, this party... Do we party, have to? <laughs> For the good, I think, yeah. I mean, unfortunately, we have to. It's the scene where, because they got their party ruined, yeah. they decide that they need to get revenge. And at first, they're going to resort to violence. But no, no, no. No, no. These are better men. Yeah. These are better men who would not hurt a single person. So instead, they decide to break in to the sorority house and sexually assault <laughs> Everybody. Yeah, they steal their panties. They they also dress up in black hoodies, all of them. It's like, why would they even make themselves creepier than they... Like, it looks like a scene from a Purge movie. (laughs) (laughs) Not even Purge would go that far, though. Well, there's there's like like at one point... The Purge main, has a, got the idea for the purge. <laughs> yeah. The main sort of sorority sister, like at one point, gets undressed in the bathroom and pulls back the shower curtain. And uh, the main one, the Carradine, he's in there just gawking at her. Mm-hmm. And it's like almost like a jump scare when he's revealed because yeah. we don't know he's there. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. And and they're and they're doing this to distract the girls from the holes being drilled in their wall with CCT cameras yeah. being put into their into their bedrooms. Yeah, and this is rooms. the American pie-esque part that we were yeah. talking yeah. about. Instead of a web, webcam, it's huge video cameras. Yeah, but it's also that, like, how do they not see? They're like, our fun distraction will be like... <laughs> assaulting you. <laughs> like literally assault, like breaking and entering and assaulting. Yeah. Like that's horrifying. Like it the really women was. are screaming. It's yeah. really awful. It's, yeah. it's a really, really awful scene. And I'd heard and, about a later scene that people had kind of come around... And realizes is uh, like there's a straight up rape scene basically later oh, in the yeah. movie, but this scene also is just so it's hard to stomach really. It mm-hmm. is. It definitely is. Well, especially when they stay up all night, all of them watching the girls undress like all night, including yeah. again. What, when, do I have how many times I have to say? Why is there a child there? <laughs> One of yeah. them is a, a twelve year old boy. I'm tired of watching them brush their teeth. See if Betty's up. Dooley, throw me a beer. Thanks. Oh, I'm getting tired of Betty. Are you kidding? Zoom in. I could never get tired of Betty. How could you ever get tired of that ass, Takashi? Oh, I see your point. Are you guys still watching the pies? Yes. Yes. Have you been up all night? Yes. Yes. Worms are... Haven't you had enough? No. Well, I think we got even with the pies. 
Yeah, well, yeah, that's there's probably a crime. We see his parents at the beginning of the movie dropping him off at school. Why is it? Aren't they concerned that he's living in this house? Uh, I don't know. This they, house that was falling apart and like condemned a week ago. Well, they're probably like, "Hey, how's the dorm?" He's like, "Ah, oh, good. Like, I don't live there anymore. I live there with a whole don't bunch of people. Don't blame him. He's a house. minor. He, he shouldn't be in, in charge of all Please. this. Yeah, he yeah. needs intervention. Oh God. Yeah. Well, why and, wouldn't the dean be like, "Why do you have a child?" <laughs> in your dorm ah. oh god then I saw something I thought I'd never see on film Timothy Busfield uh, ejaculates in his pants yeah. that was in an episode of the West Wing oh. <laughs> yeah but it was better written than that yeah, it was, <laughs> it was the, a very the... sexy press address <laughs> uh, oh, god. and then they punish the jocks who actually like were the ones that did anything, did, did anything yeah. way less severely than the sorority? Yeah. They, what do they put like some? They put they itching put, powder. Or something? No, it's like the hot like hot cream. Yeah, like, that you put on sore liquid muscles. Heaters. Liquid okay, heat. yeah, right. And they put that in their jocks, and so they're like, oh, that's not cool. Like, Royan is hot. That could cost sterility. Yeah, yeah. But the other, these other girls are now having to go to therapy because of what these poor nerds did, or what the nerds did to them. Not the porn nerds. They're not, not well, poor this, nerds. That's the thing. Women. Like literally, the scene before, I was almost on the nerd side. I was yeah. like, "Hey, you know what? They Until had that point. Yeah, they met some like cool girls that the that they hadn't met before, and some of them like made a connection, and they yeah. actually like forged their own little community. I was like, oh, this is great. I'm on board with this.' And then they, I was like, "Oh, they're the villains of the movie." Yeah, yeah. I mean, the first half of this movie, <laughs> oh, they definitely are. is like a slightly problematic '80s comedy, mm-hmm. and then the second half turns into like this crazy misogynistic horror movie <laughs> yeah 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 it's a left turn into dark so there's this there's this That's whole the contra- thing. Don't, sorry but don't have your heroes do things that are worse than the things the villain did yeah, yeah. But, but they but get ahead this- by doing it because they tell the they tell their uh, lambda 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 their, their frat who's like iffy on them they're like hey we did this and the frat's like oh great now you're a part of our frat like We'll get right. behind you all the way. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. It's 1984. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, so the whole contrived plot is that they have to win all the events at this carnival because every 80s comedy had to have like a games thing yeah. in the third act. And if they win this, then they get to be the heads of the Greek council, which that's pretty shitty for all those Greek people who invented democracy. That's how it turns out. <laughs> it's through a bunch of carnival games. <laughs> also with, you know, what's happening in the world and stuff. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> but the carnival yeah. games, too. The carnival games is kind of better than electoral college, I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the dismantling of the yeah. rights of uh, the Supreme Court. Yeah, for sure. But... So they have to compete in these uh, games, and there's like a tricycle competition. Yeah, the aforementioned javelin. There's a a pie competition no, it's where like, it's like a selling. You have to sell. You have to raise fundraising competition. Yeah, that's there right. You go. have to raise the most money by selling pies, and like these pies are whipped cream, and at the bottom is a picture of a naked picture of the girl. Betty. Yeah, yeah, Betty. Which is awful, which is it's, horrible. Yeah. Well, and, yeah, and we don't know that at first. They're just, like, the jocks are like, why are their pies selling so well? Yeah. It's like, oh, it's because they broke into your girlfriend's home and took a naked picture of her and yeah. re, like mass reproduced it yeah. and are now selling it for money. What, what Xerox place was like, let me help you with that? Like what? Yeah. Who? Who is working? I can that? recommend a place. Actually, <laughs> it's an all night place. It's in the back of this they bar. Do pie shapes too. <laughs> uh, 
You, you ever wonder how Kinko's got its name? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you win. That's that's, that's great. That's yeah. really great. But then, like, the worst scene in the movie happens where – so. Betty's boyfriend, Stan, is dressed up in this, like, weird Darth Vader knockoff costume, and she says that she's really horny and wants to go have sex somewhere with him, but he's a jerk. Every time he puts on that costume. (laughs) Every time. (laughs) The dark side embraces him. (laughs) And so he, like, blows her off, and then the nerd, who has just been rejected from kissing her in the kissing booth, sees this and gets... An idea. A, a very Chaucerian yeah. idea. This is the scene that really made the rounds on the internet a few years ago. Like, yeah. Because people that may be a little older than us, that where this movie was a bit more part of their childhoods, took a second look and were horrified. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And ba- basically, he pretends to be her boyfriend mm-hmm. and has sex with her. Yeah. Which is yeah. rape by deceit. Well, yeah. And yeah, and, and the thing is, they write the they write the the worst thing possible that you can do from that is that she's like, I'm in love with you now, and that's yeah, the yeah. worst. Oh, she's God, like, damn. oh my God, I can't believe it. I'm in love with a nerd. Yeah, because he he gave head so well. Oh, it's so bad. It's yep, yep. Yeah, nothing it's more just, to say. I mean, no. the only silver lining to all of this is that Lucasfilm didn't let them use the actual Darth Vader mask. Because that could have torpedoed the whole Star Wars franchise. Yeah, right. This yeah. one. Act, Thank God. Right? Yeah. No, it's yeah, and also like she's like his girlfriend at the end of the movie. Like, yeah. Didn't anyone tell her about the pie thing? <laughs> I know. Like, why That's is she what okay I was with thinking. that? Oh, I'm gonna have some pie from the fridge. That's like should be the last scene. And been like, no. This guy's like practically like stalking her through the whole movie. Yeah. Oh, it's so creepy. It's awful. Yeah. And yeah, and. Like, that's almost the end of the movie, except there's, like, this one last thing where it's, like, a pep rally, and Anthony Edwards is, like, coming up, and he gets bullied one last time, and so he says, like, his big speech where he says, like, I'm a nerd, and there's a lot more of us mm. out there. This and nerd has a dream. It's like, no, no, don't say that's <laughs> We're just, like, <laughs> we're probably more oppressed than black people. <laughs> yeah, no, Anthony Edwards, no. <laughs> oh, yeah, also all the, like, the Lambda people are there to, like, make sure that he uh, can oh, speak. Oh, that's so bad, because all they do is, like, intimidate. It's just the worst. Yeah. It's just, oh. I just wanted to, s- to say that, that I'm a nerd. And I'm here tonight to stand up for the rights of other nerds. I mean, uh, all our lives, we've been laughed at and made to feel inferior. And and tonight, those bastards, they trashed our house. Why? Because we're smart? Because we look different? Well, we're not. I'm a nerd, and... uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Yeah, and then the and then the dean comes oh. out as like this nice guy at the end. The one funny the one funny part about the Lambda guys is at the party where like they don't think that they're digging the music and then they put on Swing Low Sweet Chariot and oh, the God. one black guy's like, nuh uh <laughs> and puts on something else. Yeah, that's pretty that's pretty low. It's pretty bad. Yeah, and th- uh. that's you know a big part of the problem and we, actually maybe this is a bigger conversation we can get into, but like that even maybe is surrounds like the premise of this podcast at all is like a lot of these movies, like this is an old movie. This, uh, you know, we were babies when this came out 
I was Should conceived you? to this movie. <laughs> By Amanda, oh. your mother thought was yeah, your father. Hopefully he wasn't wearing a Darth Vader mask. <laughs> Jesus. But, you know, like what? <laughs> it was Boba Fett. <laughs> That's terrible. The lesser known Rob, I am your father. But yeah. like how, how much Boba do Fett. you write off as, oh, you know, the culture was different at the time. And how much is it okay to go back and really talk about how horrifying these things are? Because there is a thing that got kind of shared and written up on the internet like a month or two ago that Bill Maher said. Uh-oh. <laughs> that guy's politically incorrect. <laughs> and he basically like had like a monologue or something where he criticized Molly Ringwald's essay about rewatching The Breakfast Club. Uh-uh. And saying like, yeah, it's an old movie. What do you expect? <laughs> and like that's a especially shitty thing to say to someone who's like in the movie and was the one who was like being, you know, photographed doing yeah. certain things. But also, like, I mean, I think it is not just a value, but like important to go back and critically reevaluate. For totally. Sure. Well, it's like history repeating itself. You don't want that. Like, let's yeah. go back and learn from that. Let's yeah. discuss it. And, and the, the other mistake I think we can make sometimes is that by writing certain things off as, oh, that was the time, we kind of paint society with a broader brush than is actually accurate because. Like, we've talked about how, like, a movie like True Lies, there was a a controversy about. Mm -hmm. And with this movie, even I read the New York Times review, and they basically said, you know, what we've been saying, that this movie, the ending sort of preaches tolerance, but the whole movie is about creating awful racist stereotypes. So it's Mm -hmm. it's completely contradicts its core message. Even like a movie like um, Song of the South, you know, Disney's famously racist movie (laughs) we tend to think of that even though it's it we think it's banned now but you know that was made because that was okay at that time and it really wasn't like even when it came out in the 40s it was boycotted still saying that song in school yeah exactly that's the thing like if we when we make that decision to say oh it was okay at the time so it's not worth unpacking we're actually like doing a disservice to the people that at the time were saying this is not okay yeah yeah and i think it's it's also one of those things where we can be like oh but look how far we've come like we've changed so much and we're better for it it's like no people were like that back then right yeah fucking buried but like we're not really much better like they still release like the panty raid edition of this dvd right a couple years ago i'm not sure how many yeah no i looked up i was trying to see if there's any like vintage toys or anything for this movie there weren't but like i looked up merchandise and there were people making like t-shirts now that were saying like panty raid and had ogre screaming nerd (laughs) yeah 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 but i think this movie i don't know it just seems like especially egregious even even with movies at the time for comedies at the time i can't remember ever even like we didn't talk that much about the japanese character like there's a running gag where he can't yeah, say his L's like, or R's. Oh, that's yeah. like classic racism. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, they, I remember seeing and there's that the part movie. where during the uh, thing he's wearing a Native American costume. Yeah, that was weird. They're like, we need someone that looks like slightly different. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of racism in this movie, like permeated throughout. And I think it's it's hard also when it's a comedy. Yeah. And, and that's happening when they're like, this is funny. Like, it's not even just something that we're representing as part of this character's point of view or, or whatnot, but this is like the world's point of view because it's the movie's point of view. Right. And that's, well, that's think, hard to swallow. I think sometimes it's on the side of like 
whoever is being oppressed. Because, like, I think it genuinely has a sort of affection for the nerds who, you know, I think are, like, people who, you know, were probably kind of marginalized in 80s society or society before that. Not, like, really marginalized, but just, like, they got beat up a lot. But... The whole, like, tragedy of anybody who's been bullied or, like, marginalized or oppressed is, like, once those people have any iota of power, they become monsters. I mean, not, like, they become monsters, but, like, we see that, and, like, that's all here. Like, it's all, Mm -hmm. you know... Like, yes. there's that gif yeah. where, like, the Nazis are like, oh, were we the baddies? That oh, could yeah, be, yeah. like, right after the panty raid scene. Mm-hmm. Right. And, yeah, that's right. They're, they never even have, like, a second of, like, reflection. regret or reflection of any of this. Yeah. And also, like, it's not to say that bullying isn't an issue and not an issue still. It absolutely no. is. But the movie, especially in that end scene, like, with the end speech, the moral is trying to be, like we're we're all oppressed like they're trying to say we're all nerds we're all oppressed and it's like well no not no. not everyone is oppressed that's <laughs> no. a ridiculous thing to say yeah yeah and from uh, from their white privilege and you guys yeah. are oppressing your own friends like all the fucking time <laughs> yeah and again like stop uh, being so racist and homophobic i mean, I, mean yeah. I think like the the movies that do this now are saying like we're all a bit different there is no one of us is like fits one stereotype and so we can celebrate our differences, then like that will bring us all together. Whereas this movie started to say that, and then was just like, "But it's only nerds. Nerds are oppressed, yeah. and like the cool people should be dealt with." <laughs> like it was just really, it really flipped that message pretty yeah. fast. Well, yeah. one thing I read was that there wasn't much of a script for this, and a lot of it was sort of like thrown together, or improvised no. on set. <laughs> uh, I'm sure that doesn't make it any better, but yeah. uh, it definitely makes it worse. The, like after the panty raid, that's that fucking line that that guy yells like, "I love it when you're mad." Oh that's yeah, fucking yeah. improvised. I wish they cut that the fuck out. <laughs> I mean, but then you just have to cut out the whole fucking movie, right? Like, well, I mean, the whole I, thing is like, well, there's so much of this that's bad. Like, what's worth like saving or talking about? Well, what is worth saving and talking about? Is is there things that you guys found in this movie that you like? We we noted some like key jokes that were like oh, that was kind of funny. Well, like and, the like, beginning of the movie, like. I found before any of the terrible stuff happens, because, you know, again, I didn't see this movie. I didn't read too much about it before I started, you know, mm-hmm. watching it. Like, it's kind of identifiable, like going off to college. Like, that's a big thing. It's like it's seven hours away. You maybe know like one person. Also, you're you're having like some sort of sexual awakening. Like that is all very real. And that all happens at precisely that time at university. So that like, there's lots of, like, material there that mm. is, you know, very relatable. I thought Anthony Edward- Edwards was pretty good. He was pretty good. All right. yeah. yeah, but then it completely, like, goes downhill. Like, you just can't... You can't really get past those things, you no. know? And, like, it all... I mean, it does make you reflect on your own experience and be like, did I do terrible things? <laughs> but <laughs> Did you drill holes in people's walls? No! <laughs> no! No one did that. That, that, that scene was so awful, I felt bad for the Mission Impossible theme. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. But I think, like, if you, as men, like, if you watch this movie, you do have to, like, take a look and be, like, critical of yourself and of, like, other men because like college is a time of our lives where we aren't critical and we have a lot of freedom and people do terrible and stupid and hurtful things and uh well at the same time being being asked to be critical like in class and stuff like that yeah 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 like the worst thing about this movie is that like i can 
like it's almost realistic, you know? Right. Like to like the eighties college experience. You well, think? to like the college experience in general. Like college is a terrible fucking. It's a terrible <laughs> place where lots of terrible things happen, yeah. and lots of people get away with tons of shit. Yeah, I mean, we're definitely seeing that in the news and stuff. This is supposed to be a comedy podcast. <laughs> what have you done, Michael from Patreon? <laughs> <laughs> no, this is oh, good. I'm no. glad we're talking about this. No, this is good to talk uh, about. There, this movie was a huge hit. Of course, it was. This they mo- made four, three sequels. This movie made like forty million dollars at the box office. Oh my god! And I don't understand what happened because I was looking. And that was in like nineteen eighty four. So yeah, I was yeah. looking on Box Office Mojo, and this came out like there was a lot of other good movies out at the time. It was like Purple Rain and uh, uh, just Purple Ghostbusters. Rain. Ghostbusters. Oh, okay. You know, lots of good movies out in eighty four, and it opened in ninth place. So it wasn't a big hit right away. And for the first couple of weeks, it was like ninth, 12th. Like it didn't look like it was doing that well. I was like, how did this movie make money? And I don't know what happened, but like in the beginning of August, one week, it just jumped up to number four and it was like 175% growth. Wow. Weird. I, I guess don't... word got around there were boobs in it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know what happened. Weird. Yeah. Huh? Well, I mean, like, comedies can be, like, a weird sort of thing. Sometimes they sort of... Yeah, like, well, and word of mouth and, and stuff. Yeah, yeah but that's yeah. what I thought. Maybe it's, like, a gradual thing, but just, like, one week, all of a sudden, it just, like, went to the top of the charts. These movies do have, like, a template, though. Like, like the Animal House, the Meatballs sort of template. Mm-hmm. So, like, they're fairly easy to, like, get into once you're... Once you know that they're there. And also, like... You know, they rely on stereotypes, too. So it's easy to, like, sink into it. Yeah. And, like, I think, like, a movie like this, I can see a lot of people going to see. I can see, like, people going to see it in, like, groups or, like, if you were in college, like, it might be, like, a fun thing to do with your fraternity or sorority when you weren't, like, tiring and feathering somebody or (laughs) Or drilling holes in their ceiling. Trying to make them have sex with a sheep. That was one of those... Yeah, one of the things in this movie that we didn't talk about. I that stuff happens. The that. Prime Minister of Britain did that. <laughs> no, that was that was that was Black Mirror. No, that yeah, was that, happened that actually real, happened. Too. It was what? like a fraternity thing, right? Yeah, David Cameron. What? Yeah, really? and everyone was like, "It's like Black Mirror." I'm like, not exactly. <laughs> yeah. Wait, he did that in a fraternity? He had sex with a. It sheep? was a rumor or something, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, well, if it's a rumor, uh, anyway. The obviously they made a bunch of sequels. <laughs> He's to this a Tory. <laughs> Can we talk about the sequels for a minute? Did yeah. you guys see any of those? No, I've never seen any of the I sequels. I remember, but you said you did. You saw it. I'm sure I saw I remember them playing on TV all the time. Mm-hmm. The AV Club did a write-up of of all the, the the whole series. Beautiful. So apparently in the second movie, Anthony Edwards appears only in three scenes. Yeah. Because he's stuck at home with a broken leg. And it says he literally phoned his performance in, giving Rob Carradine a couple of long-distance pep talks over the phone. That's great. Good for <laughs> Anthony Edwards. <laughs> yeah. Back out of that. It also says that Poindexter, the Timothy Busfield character, is never seen or heard from again after part two, despite the fact that he's prominently featured on the poster for the fourth movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. That's really Hope funny. they paid Danny. <laughs> on the West Wing. Yeah, That's how you know it's oh, a bad... Oh, and isn't um, in the second movie, the bad guy is Bradley Whitford, another no. West Wing alum. Really? Yeah. Oh, and he's nice. trying. Now you want to watch it. I kind of do. <laughs> he, now he's trying to make up for it by being in Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's atoning for the, the series. And it says uh, the fourth one, Nerds in Love, is uh, Booger takes center stage. Well, that Whoa. was going to happen. Yeah. That guy's a classic character. <laughs> that guy's a character for the ages. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah. And there was also a reality TV competition. Is that connected to this? It Cause, is. Because I, I thought it was like... Just... It was produced by the two guys, by Booger and Rob uh, Carradine. What? Was it really? Was it a makeover show where they like made over nerds to like... No. And they like educated valley like, girls or something? I think it was more like a, a contest. It was more like the carnival contest where they had to like compete to be the, the king of the nerds, you okay. see. Okay. There was also they were going to remake this movie about ten years ago. Did you guys read yeah. this? Yeah, with I think Adam Brody. What a nerd! And they literally <laughs> were making the movie. They literally filmed it for two weeks, and then the studio was like, "Ah, let's not do this," and they just stopped. <laughs> oh man! Someone came to that studio and gave them some sense. Yeah, yeah. they're just like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> It's like, no, we're going to make the panty raid scene even bigger and better this time. The Go back to the OC. No. The director was Gus Van Sant. It was going to be shot for shot. <laughs> I would see Gus Van Sant's resent- Revenge of the Nerds. That would be good. <laughs> resent of the Nerds. Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> That's even better. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Do you guys he know? He would clear it up, though. Yeah. He would, like, really make that limp-wristed thing work. <laughs> I don't think it would ever work. No. no. My own private Adams College. <laughs> uh he, do you guys know about the uh, history of the word nerd at all? No. Some etymology for the podcast listeners. <laughs> People don't really know where it came from. Okay, great. Good, good story. That's <laughs> well, really good. But there are some theories. Like, oh, okay, okay. I guess it, it popped up in an article in Newsweek in 1951. I thought it was a candy. Where someone said, in Detroit, someone who once would be called a drip or a square is now, regrettably, a nerd. Oh, take that, drips. And, so it, and then someone else <laughs> talks about how teen slang was calling squares nerds. This is in the 50s. Someone else points out that the word nerd appears in a 1950 Dr. Seuss book. Oh, okay. So it's like referring to some weird zoo creature, and yeah. no one knows if there's any connection to that being taken by, like... It right. seems weird that teens would, like... Take a Dr. Seuss yeah. thing, though uh, you know it's possible. Was what, was Poindexter a thing before this movie? Yeah, Buster Poindexter. He did that uh, hot, hot, hot song. That's not where that no. came from. <laughs> what? That's but David like, Johansson's character, right? Yeah, yeah. I think Poindexter is a real name because there was. You that, know, I, uh, I know it's a real name, but like calling someone Poindexter is that like from? I think it's from the guy who was in the U.S. government. Oh, uh, okay. he was like the. Secretary right. General or something. Okay. There was a theory. This is my favorite theory, though. It seems like it's probably not true, and it has a Canadian connection. Oh, Ooh. the Canuck connection. In Ottawa, there was an R&D lab called Northern Electric Research and Development Laboratory. They just came up with names for things, and one was <laughs> <Yeah>. there. <laughs> well, no, they because they what they used to do is they would give their employees pocket protectors mm. with the acronym N-E-R-N-D on it. Nice. So, oh but apparently, though, that name didn't come about till supposedly 1959, which would have been after those write-ups where they were talking about right. teen slang. So okay. that's probably not where it came from, though I did like that yeah. story. That would have been cool. That would have been fun. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Where'd you look up all that information on the internet? Yeah. Nerd. I was just typing, making some cartoons <laughs> with <laughs> the letters on the keyboard. and <laughs> Wow. Well, so do we have to go around the circle? Let's do it anyway. JM, is this movie rewatchable? No. Well, I, I'd say, you know, I think it's almost interesting watching it now because of what the word nerd yeah. has kind of come to be associated with. Especially like, I mean, it's interesting that we're doing that 
movie this week because we're not that far out from the allegations of mm-hmm. a certain podcaster who uh, identifies with that and yeah, markets himself that way. Exactly. Like, so I, and like his thing was very much like, yeah. I'm a nerd, I'm a nice guy. And then it's like a few years later, like, oh no, he's a fucking creep and a bully. I feel like anyone that calls himself a nice guy is just like, arrest that man. Like, right. <laughs> he's done something bad. So I think. Well, I tell everybody in advance I'm an asshole. <laughs> I think it's interesting to see this movie even like your email signature. (laughs) What? Even though like that wasn't the intention of the movie, like to watch it now seeing what the word nerd has and like the nerd culture thing, how it's kind of like transformed in in popular culture, like to see that it's at least its roots in popular culture, because I can't remember like nerds being a thing in a movie or TV show, like at least explicitly until no, this movie. This, yeah, no. uh, so like to see that like the roots of something that we kind of perceived, it kind of seemed like we perceived the nerd thing had changed mm-hmm. over recent years to become this kind of toxic thing. To see that maybe like it had always been that yeah. is interesting. So like. I don't think it's a good movie. I no. think it's maybe the most dated movie we've ever done on the show. Uh, I mean, not dated, just awful. Like, it was awful well, at the time. Yeah, right. Good point. Uh, but I think it's absolutely of value to go back and watch critically because I think it really is interesting. There's a lot to learn from it. Yeah, especially interesting to watch in 2018. Mm-hmm. And I'm yeah. really glad I watched it. Wow. Yeah, but fuck this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Blaine, how about you? I feel like this movie like cemented nerds in in culture a little bit, and then like it gave like I feel like this helped the bullies in oh on the, on the schoolyard, you know, to like rec- they're like oh now we have like one name now for everyone we want to like yeah. It's like we were going with geeks and spazzes and yeah. dingling. Yeah, I had to call someone a drip once, and that was really embarrassing. It just doesn't strike fear. (laughs) But if you chant nerd at someone while running at them, uh, yeah, so I feel like it didn't help anyone, this movie. And yeah, it's, 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 the whole thing is completely problematic. It's, it's, uh, it's a P rated movie. It's, it's just awful in so many ways. So I'm going to say it's not, I don't know, take that out. So I'm going to say it's not rewatchable. It's not rewatchable at all. Okay. I am going to say that this is P-rated. <laughs> no, 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 it's going to be in, damn it. Yeah, it's, it's not rewatchable. I think it could be a, a really interesting and good movie, but it just really, it's it's irredeemable. It is important to watch, as you said. I, I'm glad that I saw it, but I won't ever watch this movie again. <laughs> yeah, there's no need. There's no need to watch this movie. No, I, watching it again would make me complicit. <laughs> In the awfulness. Oh, God. So that's rewatchability for this week. And if you want to suggest a movie, (laughs) then you can go to patreon.com slash rewatchability and we will uh, watch that and uh, see if it... Yeah, maybe maybe not your favorite movie. Maybe don't request your favorite movie. Yeah. (laughs) And you can also find us on uh, Facebook and you should subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts if you don't already and rate us there and review us. You can also find us on Facebook, follow us there follow us on twitter and anything else what well no you can buy t-shirts hey wait a minute are you saying people listen to this on the computer hey i think you're right oh no (laughs) even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.